Welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Talk podcast, giving you up-to-date news, stats, and scores from around the NHL. My name's Will, and I'm your host, and today we'll be looking at the top 10 picks from this year's NHL entry draft. But first, a message from our sponsors. Now, let's talk about Anchor for a second. It's probably the easiest way to make a podcast. One of the biggest reasons being it's completely free. Anchor has built-in tools to let you record and edit a podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so people can listen to your podcast on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Best of all, you can even make money from your podcast with recorded ads that you can choose to put in your podcast episodes, just like this one you're listening to right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the podcast. Now that we're back, we can get right into the picks 1 through 10 of the first round in this year's NHL entry draft. The first three picks went pretty much as planned and as expected, like everyone was expecting. Um, The New York Rangers had the first overall pick, and they selected forward Alexi Lafreniere from the Ramuski Oceanic of the QMJHL. Now, this pick, as I mentioned before, everyone knew that this was the that Alexi Lafreniere was the obvious pick at number one. He was just by far the best player out of this whole entire draft. He was the best forward, and he was just the best all-around player in this draft. No one really compared. Second, the second overall pick is a also a pretty good player as far as we know, but does not compare as much as Alexi Lafreniere does. So first overall, the New York Rangers selected Alexi Lafreniere. Second overall, the Los Angeles Kings won the second overall pick and picked Quinton Byfield from the Sudbury Wolves of the OHL. Now Quinton Byfield and Tim Stutzel, Stutzla, who were the second and third overall picks, there was a little bit of confusion there. People, Some people thought, Stutzel was going to go second. Some people thought Byfield was going to go second. Um, Personally, before the draft happened, I thought that Byfield would go second only because um, Byfield was getting compared to players like Evgeny Malkin, Anze Kopitar, who is on the Los Angeles Kings. Now, when I see a player like that, a big um, player like that, a 6'4", 6'5", forward, who's big but also has great playmaking abilities, that is pretty rare, to be honest, in the NHL. And if he was getting compared to guys like Evgeny Malkin and Anze Kopitar, like I was saying, so why wouldn't Los Angeles Kings pick up a guy who's very good and is looking to and is looking lo, lo, looking like a very good um, offensive player in the future? and is getting compared to Anze Kopitar, why not pick him up so that he can play maybe someday alongside of Anze Kopitar? I think this is the right pick by the Kings, and I don't think that they will regret it. But if they did pick Stutzla, that would also have been a very solid pick. Now, pick three was held by the Ottawa Senators via the San Jose Sharks. So technically, the San Jose Sharks 
won the third overall pick, but um, the Ottawa Senators held and had um, San Jose's first overall pick that they got from the Eric, Eric Carlson trade. So when the San Jose Sharks traded Eric Car- traded for Eric Carlson, they gave up a bunch of first round picks and one of their first round picks, which was the one in 2020, happened to be the third overall pick after last year they had a very down year and didn't make the playoffs, were one of the worst teams in the NHL. Their pick ended up being third overall. So that was a great steal by the Ottawa Senators. They had two picks in the top five of this year's draft, which was very solid for them. So at pick three, the Ottawa Senators selected forward Tim Stutzla out of the Dell. Now, as I was mentioning before, some people had Stutzla going second. Some people had Stutzla going third. Stutzla did get picked third. I don't think, as of right now, as of what um, we've seen of him, I don't think that he is as good as Quinton Byfield, but I do think that he's close. I don't think maybe... Um, it's, it's definitely close. It's definitely close between Stutzla and Byfield, but I think at pick three, no matter who was still available, the um, Senators would have gotten a good pick, whether it be Byfield or Stutzla. Stutzla was still ab- available, so they picked up Stutzla. Now, Stutzla is a great young offensive forward. Um, I think in a couple years, Stutzla could be um, a very good player for the Ottawa Senators and help them out of their rebuilding phase. Now, they are, in my opinion, at or near the tail end of their rebuilding phase, but a guy like Stutzla comes in in two, three years, make that team even better, maybe push even more for Stanley Cup. Now, the fourth overall pick is held by the Detroit Red Wings, and they picked forward Lucas Raymond, out of Frölunda HC, out of the Swedish Hockey League. Um, now, Lucas Raymond was out of speculations. The Detroit Red Wings, everyone thought they were going to either take Lucas Raymond, which they did, or Marco Rossi. Now, Marco Rossi is more of a goal scorer. Lucas Raymond is more of a playmaker. So, Lucas Raymond is another one of those great offensive players. Is Lucas Raymond better than Marco Rossi? In some aspects of the game, I feel like he is. In other aspects, I think Marco Rossi has the edge. But either way, I think the Detroit Red Wings um, made a great selection at number four, picking Lucas Raymond. I don't think that he'll be disappointing or will be a draft bust at all. I think they definitely got a great pick out of him. Moving on to pick five. The Ottawa Senators, like I said, they also held pick five. Now, everyone thought that at pick three, they were going to take the best forward available. And at pick five, they were going to take the best defenseman available. Um, Me, myself including, um, agreed with that opinion. And they sort of did. At their pick number three, they took Stutzla, like we said. But at pick five, they also took a defenseman, but not the defenseman that everyone thought that they would take. Now, in the um, NHL entry draft, Jamie Drysdale of the Erie Otters was said to be the best defenseman in this draft class. 
Now there were some now there are were some other defensemen close behind him, but Jamie Drysdale was just a very offensive defenseman and just has a very competitive competitive edge to his game and everyone thought that he was the um by far the best defenseman in this draft class. Well, the Ottawa Senators did not take Jamie Drysdale at pick number five. They took Jake Sanderson, who is a defenseman, out of the United States National Development Team program. Jake Sanderson was said to be one of the or the second or third best defenseman in the draft class. Obviously, everyone had Jamie Drysdale at number one, Jake Sanderson at two or three. Jake Sanderson is at, by no means a bad defenseman. Um, he's definitely a he's definitely a good defenseman, and he can definitely turn out to be a top four, if not a top pairing defenseman, sometime in the near future. Now he is further out, so I don't think he'll be in the NHL in one, two, or even three years. I think Jamie Drysdale was closer to making that NHL jump um, sooner than Jake Sanderson was. But maybe the Senators know something that we don't. Maybe Sanderson ends up being much better than Jamie Drysdale in the um, NHL. Who really knows, you know? Um, this is just based off of stats and how they did in juniors or, where, or college or wherever they were. Um, they could turn out to be great in the NHL. They could turn out to be terrible in the NHL. They could turn out to be a bottom nine forward. We've seen that happen, or a bottom six forward, I mean. We've seen that happen in previous drafts where guys go in the top 10 and then aren't top six forwards. They're bottom six or fourth liners and really can't make that jump from juniors or college to the NHL. Now, pick six, the Anaheim Ducks held the sixth overall pick in this year's NHL entry draft. And honestly, for the Ducks, um, Jamie Drysdale fell to number six. They did pick Jamie Drysdale. If I was the Anaheim Ducks, that was honestly a no-brainer for me. They have great um, forward depth. They have great young rookie forward depth in their core. They have um, Sam Steele, Max Jones, guys like that that are very good rookies that can help build that team. Now, they don't have as many um, defensive or defense prospects like they do forwards. So honestly, Jamie Drysdale still available at number six. Kind of a no-brainer for the Anaheim Ducks to pick him up. Now, at pick seven, we have the New Jersey Devils selecting Alexander Holtz out of the Swedish Hockey League. Alexander Holtz is a forward. He's a very good forward, in my opinion. He is a little underrated in this draft. He goes at pick seven. Um, he's a solid forward, top six potential. Not really that much to say about him. He lit it up in juniors, just like most of these other players did that went in the top ten. Um, I feel like this is a good pick for. Um, this is a good pick for New Jersey. They don't need. A guy like Cole Perfetti, they don't need center depth. They just pick Jack Hughes with the first overall selection last year. And in 2017, they picked um, Nico Heischer, who's also a center, with the first overall pick. So in my opinion, they didn't need another center. Um, they needed a winger, and Alexander Holtz was 
um, the most elite winger, um, in their opinion, left at pick seven. So that's who they took. Pick eight was held by the Buffalo Sabres. And at this point, um, there are a lot of surprises. There are two people in particular, two guys that haven't gone yet, that people were expecting them to go. That's Cole Perfetti and Marco Rossi. I was talking about Marco Rossi earlier when we were talking about the Detroit Red Wings pick. Um, Before the Detroit Red Wings had... um, Everyone was speculating that they would either take uh, Lucas Raymond, who they took, or Marco Rossi. Um, They took Lucas Raymond. They didn't take Marco Rossi. Um, The Ottawa Senators, with their fifth pick, obviously wanted to take a defenseman. They wanted to take a forward and defenseman, which is smart. Um, Pick six, the Anaheim Ducks. It was kind of a no-brainer. Jamie Drysdale was still there, so they picked him. Pick seven, I can see Alexander Holtz. Um, for the New Jersey Devils, but um, I could also see them taking Marco Rossi. He's a goal-scoring winger. Um, They do need wingers. Maybe they didn't want the goal-scoring winger for some reason. Maybe they feel like they have other prospects that can score goals and they wanted a playmaking winger. I don't know. So at pick eight, um, everyone's like, oh, okay, so the Ontario Hockey League or the OHL MVP this year was Marco Rossi, and he hasn't been taken yet. Now, the Buffalo Sabres have Jack Eichel, who's a great playmaking center. Um, So it's kind of a no-brainer for them to take Marco Rossi, right? A goal-scoring winger to eventually play alongside Jack Eichel to uh, score goals. Um, He was named the most valuable player in in the Ontario Hockey League, his juniors league. No. The pick eight, the Buffalo Sabres selected forward Jack Quinn of the Ottawa 67s. Marco Rossi's line mate and teammate from the Ottawa 67s, they took Jack Quinn instead of Marco Rossi. This was a huge surprise to everyone. No one really had Jack Quinn going in the top eight. No, some people didn't have him going in the top ten. Um, For Jack Quinn to fall at number 8 to Buffalo and having Rossi and Perfetti both still available surprised everyone. Now, maybe um, there's something about Jack Quinn that we don't know that sparked interest in the Buffalo Sabres. By no means is Jack Quinn a bad player. Jack Quinn is a very um, good, solid top 6 forward, with top 6 potential I mean. Um, there's not much to say about that pick other than maybe it'll come back later to haunt them where they should have taken Marco Rossi over Jack Quinn. Only time will tell. Now at pick nine, we have the Minnesota Wild selecting forward Marco Rossi of the Ottawa 67s. Like I said before, um, Marco Rossi was the OHL's, um, MVP this year. He's putting up ridiculous numbers in the juniors, um, ridiculous goal counts, and Minnesota, I would assume, would be pretty happy with Marco Rossi still being there at pick uh, number nine. Um, I think that's a solid pick by them. Um, There's not much to say about it. I mean, Marco Rossi fell to nine, and Minnesota obviously 
wasn't expecting a player of his caliber to still be there at pick nine, but he was. So it was kind of a no-brainer for Minnesota to select Marco Rossi at number nine. The 10th and final pick in the top 10 of this year's NHL entry draft was forward Cole Perfetti of the Saginaw Spirit in the OHL. Cole Perfetti was another guy that was expected to go um, in the top seven. In the top six, he was another guy that Detroit was speculated to maybe take. Um, Marco Rossi is a very, very elite playmaking center. As we all know, the Winnipeg Jets... um, are looking for center depth. They don't have much center depth as of right now. They were looking for a second-line center. They traded for Paul Stastny, but adding a center like um, Cole Perfetti into your prospect pool two, three, maybe even four years down the road when Paul Stastny or whoever's that second-line center is decreasing, I expect them to pick Marco or Cole Perfetti to slot in at that second line or even first line center, depending on how he plays. Um, I think this is a very smart pick by the Winnipeg Jets. I think anyone, honestly, at pick 10, if Cole Perfetti's still there, I think it's a no-brainer for a team, any team in the NHL to take Cole Perfetti since he's there. And that's pretty much about it. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the Hockey Talk podcast. Um... Don't forget to follow the Hockey Talk Podcast on Instagram at the Hockey Talk Podcast. Um, You'll be getting updates on that Instagram and everything um, like that. Now, in the next couple, within the next week, week or two, there will be lots of, there'll be multiple episodes coming out following um, the NHL free agency period about all the signings that are happening, all of the um, all of the trades that are going on, moving around players to get cap space to sign players that they need. So stick around and be waiting for that. I'm expecting those episodes to be up in between Saturday and Tuesday. Within that time frame, there should be at least one episode out. This episode should be already out. So... That about wraps it up. Also, one more thing. There should be about three of those free agency episodes. So stay on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And if you do end up following the Hockey Talk podcast on Instagram, um, you can DM me and let me know what you think about the podcast. Anything you want me to change. Anything you like about it. Give me any feedback that you want and I'll be open to feedback and open to suggestions. Thank you again so much for uh, listening. Um, Have a nice day.